This has been C on Gripers, 718-339-6020 or 347-563-0951. And the text, 347-927-8398 and www.jradio.com <coughs> if you want to text up a book or videos or talks please get in touch so big days are coming up everyone knows Shona is coming Kippur is coming so big big days are coming and maybe a little bit to think about what we have to do we constantly start off with <clears throat> safety. So in our oncoming days, we don't want the last three weeks something to happen. We spoke about bikes last week. And always talk about different things with fires and be safe and how to deal with it. <clears throat> and fire escapes. Today even staircase safety. Sounds silly, but how many times on our on our staircase we have little toys and there have been stories people slip on the toys and the whole life changes things on the floor and there's knives on the floor scissors <clears throat> so we'd be very very careful to check all the time all objects and just keep in mind safety because nefesh it's very important especially now we show Hashem we're careful with our lives uh, Hashem will give us life and also, another matter is not discussed too much, <clears throat> babysitting. Make sure the babysitters are very capable. It's nice getting a neighbor's daughter, but just make sure. Baruch Hashem, most are very capable. Make sure they know about the snacks and the nap time and the homework and the bedtime, by medications. They know about the organization of the kitchen even. The alarms, fire extinguishers, Atola number, your number. It's very urgent that the babysitters are uh, know the deal, so-called. So let's all try the next few weeks to take extra, extra care of ourselves and our families. <clears throat> so it's a way to look at, I guess, life. Rabbi Eliezer Ginsburg spoke on Shabbos and told the story, I think it was from the Gemara, but I can't exactly quote it. But at a Leviah, it was made kotza. It was cut short. The ones giving the utilizing uh, were ones that decided to cut it short. The husband was short. And what happened was, they said to the men, the men who cut it short, your life will be short. What did the Leviah being cut short has to do with the people speaking life being cut short? So he said it was uh, Rabbi Shapiro in Florida, a great, great rabbi, great rabbi, who said how we look at life. <clears throat> we say Hashem gives us life. But the truth of the matter is Hashem gives a lot of people life. And you see, go to certain neighbors, go to Times Square, you see Hashem gave life. I mean, when some people are doing, saying, and living, that's an issue. But as Ravish Shapiro said, don't say give life. Hashem gives you time. 
gives you time on this planet Earth. <clears throat> time doesn't mean exactly, you know, 50 years, 100 years, 80 years, 20 years. It means time. And every moment is time. It's precious. And a person lives his or her life. We've mentioned so many times, the ladies waking up early in the morning. And they have to take care of children. They try to daven. They try to have patience. They try to make lunches. And then there's laundry. Then there's possible work. Then coming home. And the homework is the hardest time. And the hardest time. Sleep time also. So this is greatness, diligence, tremendous activity a lady does. And a man who wakes up early, learns, he davens, he works and learns and comes home to help and tries to be the best father, the best husband. And then he comes home, he tries to help out, get the children to bed, do homework, and he learns. So these people, when there's a Levi after 120 years, the discussion about these people is not, oh, he lived a nice life. Among the nations, they said they lived a nice life. He went on cruises. He, was, he gave some charity. No, we talk about our time, how he or she utilized the time on this planet Earth. So when a person speaks about that, the audience who hears it get lots of encouragement. Maybe I'll dab him better. Maybe I'll do chesed. He was so busy all day and look what he did. She was so busy all day and look what she did. And not only that, they walked around giving other people encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. Look at these sadikim. So when the Leviah was cut short, the speakers cut short the opportunity of the talks about the nifta to be exemplified to everyone. They took away the possibility of these nifta giving more life, making the other people's time now quality time. Because when they speak about the nifta, the one who passed away, people get encouragement. How many people from a, a Levaya came out saying, I'm going to behave better. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to be more patient. I know someone just had a life by it recently. Big, big learning man. But his patience and his calmness with everyone. So I know someone said, I took upon that upon myself. I'm going to work on that. So that person who took his time and lived his time in the right way, now it's giving Chaim to someone else. It's giving someone else. Now he or she could utilize so by cutting short the Leviah, the talk and the inspiration was also cut off. So it's about time. Keep saying to yourself, Hashem gives time. And the time is to make Chayim out of the time. But He gave you time. He gives you life. Of course that's urgent. But give life people, for example, two-week vacation, a person, time is so a person, two-week vacation does a lot. When you think you have a million years left, uh, it's, the time is not as uh, urgent. So it's about time. So that's the first thing. We get into the new year. We're going right now to Rosh Hashanah. It's very important. Tell yourself, Hashem has given me time. Am I utilizing my time correctly? 
sit down with yourself, go over. You have to first build yourself up. We constantly say we have to build ourselves, pat ourselves on the back. It's a whole process, but it's true. The truth of the matter is, if everyone goes over their day, it's pretty good, pretty productive. Yet we feel like, ugh, or you feel down, or feel, because we're in the body, everybody. The body goes up and down. We're up and down like a roller coaster. And the eights of heart is banging away. So therefore, it doesn't mean just use your seichel, use your mind to go over and see. And keep going vital and realize you're a success. And you want to succeed more. You want to utilize your time. So Hashem gives you time. And it's interesting, there was a story in the book, David Asher, a book on living a Muna. And it spoke about a man who lost his second wife. I can guess he's 80 years old or so. And he lost his second wife. And he went in front of everybody and said, I bet everyone feels bad for me. Now look at a hard life. He lost one wife and a second wife. So he said, I don't look at it that way. I don't ask Hashem, why are you doing this to me? I ask Hashem, what made me merited to have two great women in my life? It's an attitude. It's a whole attitude. That's the second step. Attitude. We said Kodak moments. It's Mabachelico moments. It's an attitude. Any man goes over what his wife is given. And remember, everything sent to you is straight from Hashem. Your wife is the agent, maybe, but that's straight to make a tikkun to fix you up. We mentioned many times, look into your own way you treated your parents, maybe. And to think about how you could grow spiritually and financially and how you can do and do. But it's important is how you look at it. You know, a man married to his wife, he used to tell me, I have a wife, I have a life. It's urgent, urgent. That's what we constantly say that a family needs a Rebbe, a mentor, insurance. And I was going to recommend that so many times we talk about this. Every shul, every yeshiva, Beis Yaakov should have, as soon as they become a kal and chasen, there should be classes talking about the real deal of the marriage, up and down, be realistic. Times, uh, the times of the month, everyone's upset, and the times of pregnancies, and financial, and go over before marriage. Get used to who your mate is. Don't try to change your mate. See who he is, who she is, and how I'm going to deal with it, how I'm going to make a big success out of it. And then when you get married, stay with that mentor, that marriage insurance, with that Rebbe, or the person in shul, or Bishafu who's giving you advice. And you go right in your ears of marriage and after children come and then stay forever and ever. We need this marriage insurance, everybody. And that will create the attitude. When a person loses two wives, he can say very strongly, who said Hashem? I'm not asking Hashem why he did this to me. I'm asking Hashem, why did he give me so much? Why did he give me so much? The blessings of families and families and people and people and so much room to do chesed. Women can say the same about a man. Being alone is not easy. Same thing. You build a house. You have Shabbos and Yontos and Bar Mitzvahs. And who knows how much. It's all to make a tikkun in you. Whatever Abknefesh you have. But don't let it take away the greatness of having your wife and your husband. Same Shaduchim too. We have to daven daven for the, for the one you can make happy. He can make you happy. And vice versa. 
Daven, daven, daven. Could be Shem's just waiting, waiting. For you to be the best and the best one for you to come. So that's the second thing. To, it's an attitude of understanding what you have. And going into the new year, it's, it's all urgent. They said, I think, Ram Miller, and it was not a Tamidim. Before Rosh Hashanah had a whole list, like a hundred or so things to be grateful for. Not to look my foot hurt this day, let me get my foot better. What about the what day my feet were feeling good? And then go over, over your body, going over your place to live, going over Panosa, going over your learning, going over your family. Go over and over and over. From physical and financial and mental and emotional and a lot of things that you were given strength. So this is another thing at the time of the year, is the attitude, attitude of gratitude. Make that list. And then you stop in front of Hashem and Rosh Hashem. The first thing you thank Hashem for the past year. The Ruben Miller was very big on this. During the week, we thank on Shabbos, we thank Hashem for the week. We thank Hashem for the month, and we go over the month first. That's the first thing you do. The year, you thank Hashem for the year. Start, forget about asking for the next year yet. So that's the second thing. Is attitude, attitude, attitude. Make that list. Make that list. You'll see, you'll see. When you thank me, Hashem, you say, why? The patient thanks me. I have to give him more. You have to give him more. <clears throat> so that's the second fold. So we have time. Shem gave us time. Go over your time to make it more productive and realize how much you're doing. And attitude. Again, having a wife, having a husband, a life. Children having parents, parents having children, people having people. And the third thing, it's also a world in itself, this. <clears throat> that I'm sure brought up another tremendous point. All these points are tremendous points. Brother the Pasik he say say what he said in the Parsha this week in Huff he say say Malachama and then it continued Hama Alakha Erishraim go up. Usually you say you see Ashraim. So why this word? So Marachaim explains his Pasik Huff Mishpatim not King of Chav, and Mishpatim has not going to war literally, going against the Yitzhahara. As they see, going up from the tribe, going up from the Yitzhahara, going above the Yitzhahara. Now, most of us, we fight the Yitzhahara head on. You walk in the street, you take your glasses off, or you don't try to hide away from certain music, and you guard your speech, and that's all. Good, you're in a situation, you got your speech. Yet, the fighting of the war with the Yetzirah and with the Taivas, the Gaivas, all the stimuli around us is very hard, head-on-head, hand-to-hand combat. Like, you top, bottom, behind. Not easy to keep your nose clear, straight-headed. So, I remember a tremendous example first about his uncle, Rabbi Yankalak, who I'm, I'm sure said had a, I think a, <clears throat> a bag business. He used to sell bags, clothing, and but hired a driver. <clears throat> Why? 
Because when you're driving, what happens? When you're driving, you have to be aware of everything. Shmir Sanayan is by looking with your eyes, you have to be aware of nothing. So riding a car is contradictory to trying to guard your eyes. And his uncle lost a lot of money, but wanted to guard his eyes. Because you look up and you see things you shouldn't see, who knows? I'm not saying don't drive a car. <coughs> We're going to go further with this idea. Versus in the base medrash. <coughs> You're sitting somewhere. Someone walks in, he looks up. What does he look up for? Does he need to look up? The person coming in is for him? For her? No. And walking in the street, the, the car beeps. You turn around, look. What's the possibility of that beep being for you? If it's one in a million, that's pretty uh, pretty good. So most of the time, the Rabbi brought Edmund Ezra tremendous insight that a person has to work on to go beyond the eights of seeing, which means you have to ask yourself, what do I, what do I need to look at? <clears throat> What do I need to look at? This is a big thing. Because if we start practicing in our, when we walk in the street, if I hear a beep and the people are talking, to look at everything. It's not practicing. It's not getting the habit of protecting your eyes. So then all of a sudden you see things you shouldn't see. You fight it. You put your head down. And But if you get into a habit, mahalik to not to see things unless I need to see it. This is a tremendous amount of work. You can start, again, in the base measures, you can start in the shul, you can start at work. Anybody, someone, anytime someone comes in, it doesn't mean you have to look up. And a person learns to say to himself, I'm going to look at what I need to look at. <clears throat> Sometimes you don't know. In the car, too, you have to, of course you have to be aware. But some things, I want to look at what I need to look at. That will help you fight the Eighth Sahara, not on a head-on level. You'll be above it. You'll be getting into a habit of not looking at anything anything and everything. So then when the, the crucial moments come head-on, you will, or you'll be already trained and not looking. And be able to turn away quick. Or say to yourself, you know, this is a Gehenna when I look at these things. And it drags me down when I look at these things. But at least you're on the level of just not looking unless you need to see. That was your A, the posture A. And we could extend it ourselves with Debor speaking. You say only what you need to say. It's hard. We're so used to just either yapping or even when people who don't talk, they just talk things that sometimes are, shouldn't be said. A uh, girl once told me, a guy once told me the same thing. You know, looking for Shadokum, and it's a little older. And every time I see, you know, simpler comps, oh, Mr. Shem by you, and, and let's look at the feelings of others with our speech, our bracha to someone else. <laughs> Maybe the other person really doesn't have to hear that at that moment. I'd be hurtful. Certainly, people having children, no children, the whole slew. And just in general, people like talking. They're schmoozing. Say what you need to say. 
You'll see after all, you're going to get a feel. I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this. <coughs> Instead, we could think about saying constructive things. Encouragement. Look for the good in people and say it. And people ask you something. Oh, I hear you. You have a point there. And how to uh, live your life in the right way with speech. And then the Shemiah. We learn of Akev, right? The idea of hearing. Just don't listen to any kind of music that beeps and bops. And even, I mentioned last couple of weeks, a person that was in public school, so he sat on the side where not too many people were talking, not on the side where people were talking. We have some control over our hearing. Because soon as something you're hearing becomes anything I want to hear, so all of a sudden you'll be interested in the things you shouldn't be listening to. And same with Debor. As soon as you get the person gets used to putting, as you say, you put down the goyim. Put, put down people. People putting down people. So what happens after a while? You start putting down everybody. <clears throat> even people close to you. So, third thing we're looking at <clears throat> before the Yantav is need... If you need to see something, you look. You'll see after a while, you're going to feel it. It's going to be a struggle. It's really, your walks are going to be struggles, but it's good. You tell Hashem, I really want to protect my eyes. But not only that, because the words that get into, the sights that get into your eyes are forever. And these thoughts are enticing and then give you desires. And, and it's not like the parliament. Or we've seen the Pasha this week. They say the, the possibility of being attracted and then from there, we see the children come out uh, not so good. So it's important to start to think about it. Let me say, look what I need to look at. Best I can. Best I can. Don't look up so fast. And need what I need to say. Need what I need to hear. Because all this is forever. And when you bang the way in your mind with these ideas by listening to the wrong thing and speaking things you shouldn't, then all of a sudden our whole... We're involved in the, the schmutz, and Ram started the lecture yesterday, two days ago, with we create our own Yetzahara. The Yetzahara. But we put kerosene on the fire. We create our Yetzaharas. We make them bigger, bigger, bigger in all these areas from seeing, from hearing, from speaking. So if we lower down the flame a little bit and set it not Instead of listening, seeing, and encouraging the Yitzharas, we can turn it around by not the head-on issues, but the everyday habit of not looking what you don't need, but speaking what you don't need, but hearing you what you don't need to hear. So you have to have the news. Same negativity every day. Oh, I won't know what's going on. Next block, you'll know what's going on. So these are crucial ideas <clears throat> to go into the new year. So we're going to look at a couple of these things, a few of these things with dealing with marriage and other relationships. That person can think, so let's think of marriage, first commandment, be realistic, expect the unexpected. Most people, that's the first commandment in marriage. <laughs> I was there at the time. It's the first commandment. We're all shocked. It's a shock what happens because your men and women are different and two new roommates and everyone has the eager secrecies and also 
Before marriage, you went up and down. So you went up and down. But now you go up and down and you think the mate's the one's the cause of the problem now. And all of a sudden, unexpected one comes home. Now it's not as neat as he likes. Or he's not as neat as she likes. And there's a lot of situations that come up. So if we can start the process a little bit. Time. Life is time. Shem gave you time. So let's look. <clears throat> You're thinking about your Kodak moments, the looking at the good wives and the good husbands you have. And at the same time, the Yehud is Hashem, you're doing all day and you're trying to be a better and better person. And when you walk into the home, you walk into the home, you say what you're going to, you look what you should look at. And you say what you should say, what you need to say. A person walks in, he's a little shocked at the situation. So say, first time, remember, Sam gave me time. And walking out with a positive attitude to begin with. There's so much to thank Shem about. When you walk in, I'm not going to, I'm going to need if I need to speak. And when you walk in with the first happy words, hello everybody, Oh, you need this, Chaim, no problem. And you need this, Sarah, and you walk and get big hello to your wife, and you're ready to go. You know the deal already. So you say the things you should say. Encouraging words. Words of chizuk, words of constructive words. So we have a way. We're walking in. And then hearing. You're listening. Sometimes you hear certain music, certain things being said. So you have to see. Sometimes you have to let things pass by. At the moment, you have to respond right away. So you hear, you'll deal with it later. And seeing, seeing one's house, you see certain things. But maybe also the seeing's a little crooked. You're looking at it uh, what you, the way you want things to be. You have no idea what happened the last 12 hours. So you're seeing in a very limited, uh, with very limited knowledge. So what you need to see, you see. So you first look at the positive things in the house. You first think what everyone has to do when you try doing the positive things with them. And you don't have to, what you don't need to see, the, the mess and the stuff is not ready and whatever it is. That stuff you can, you'll see it anyway. But you don't need to hone in on those things, especially you don't have the whole picture. All of a sudden it's different. And <clears throat> sometimes we deal, we, we mention when you come home. The husband comes home in a certain word, way too, so she could also mention the same thing. See what you need to see. He's a hard-working man. He just came in, a hard-working day. He had a long day. He did, he did good things today. That's what you need to see in him. But instead you see, ah, oh, I worked the whole day, and he comes in, and who knows what, he forgot this, he forgot that, money's tough, I mean, there's, and speak, speak words of encouragement, it's hard after a hard day, give him that 5, 10, 20 minutes, and you'll have the world in your pocket, and hearing too, you'll hear some things you shouldn't hear from him, a real commandment, let mean words pass by, or let her mean words pass by. That's also from the utilizing your time. 
utilize your ears to let mean words or words you seem pushy to just go by and react in a positive way. You just had time in this earth. Shem gave you time and you utilized it to the tilt, to the top. By listening and not reacting, by hearing and trying to look at whatever you could do to save the day. So hearing became you. You heard what you needed to hear, the outcry, the frustration, and not the, <clears throat> the superficial surface. But there's so much a person can do concerning those ways of thinking. You walk in and have some give you time. What am I going to do with it? And again, <clears throat> the positive attitude before you walk in. Think, think what you have, the blessings. Take a walk around the block. Make sure you have some watermelon before you start the process at night. And you come in. My wife becomes pregnant. It's very hard. <clears throat> very beginning. She thinks he doesn't listen to her and never around. And he doesn't know what to do. And something affectionate, not affectionate, very hard. So then this is too, same thing. See what you have to see. See your wife's going through whatever. See your husband... It's hard him to deal with me. I'm, a, I'm really an entity. And you, you hear. You're going to hear things again. Hear what you have to hear. Mostly you don't need to hear. They're not there. It was just frustration. Speak is so important also. So we can start a marriage with and continue a marriage with a mentor to help you understand these things. And you mentioned <clears throat> second commandment. Another one. Keep routines. You have your diamonds spread out in your house all over. The same things we say here you can do to parents and parents can do to children and siblings to siblings. There's so much you can do. Keep the constructive routines. All of a sudden, again, life is time. Shem gave you time, time to do those mitzvahs, do that chesed, and you feel good when you're doing things. So you come in with the routine in the morning, your routine, your husband a note, your little note in the morning, your wife a note in the morning, and routines, trying to do what you can for him and her, and be good to your parents and good to your children all the time. And then when you come home, you keep that routine and making each other relax a few minutes so we relax, ready for action. And routines, the husband walks around and tells the children and mommy or something, Liz Chaim, we need a little help here. And they're working together. It's like it's a one voice. One voice. But and one this is the way to go. And the routines, the routines that come home and helping and trying to work each other, take each other's hard and bad day together. And <clears throat> you're keeping the routine. So what happens is you're utilizing your time. Shem gave you time and utilizing. You think it's, wow, I was nefesh. Time means I have time because you put my feet up. Listen, there's so many good moments we have, especially in today's world where you have time to walk and to think and you don't walk around with your phone and that take your ear all the time. Leave that away. Take the, have the ear of either nice music or nice tapes or just the ear of wanting to listen to your own inner being connected to the Boreolum. So there's <clears throat> time, 
And the attitude, attitude, husband coming home and family, attitude, attitude, attitude. Fight it. Say it every day. Again, the, two, the man who had two wives who passed away, and he didn't say, don't feel bad for me. I don't ask Hashem why he did this to me. I ask Hashem, how, did I, how was I married to two great women? How would I married to a wife I have now? How would I marry to the husband? How would I married to the children? How would I married to the parents? How would I married to so much? A place to live, food to eat, health, wealth. I mean, so much. And everything, need, need, need. Do I need to say certain things when they come in? Do I need to hear certain things? I can just pass them aside. I have to see certain things. House could be a mess. So when I look at that, I look at probably a real long day. And maybe my wife is not the needed person. So she's this and this and this and this. That's okay. Maybe my husband not the needed person. These are the things you find out, but they're not the end of the world. And the routine, <clears throat> once a week, at least having time to sit a half hour together, take a walk together, rekindle the marriage together. Start now, everybody. Age 80, start when you're getting married at 20, start cousin and college. Just keep that little rekindling going. Again, you're utilizing time. Not like you're wasting time. The person spends time with the mate that gives the other person chias and strength and the security to go on. So you utilize your time to give someone else life that's going to be forever and ever. He does. And our good mood is going to go marry to the husband. And what he, whatever he does good, encouraged by the wife, is going to go to marry to her. They, they get, they're getting not only getting married for what they're doing, getting married for what everyone else is doing because of them. Oh, we have another commandment. Make peace as soon as possible. There has to be a goal. has to be a goal. A goal of making peace as soon as possible. When the emotions are up, it's time for someone to run away from the the argument, from the emotions. You have to do it in a proper way, respect. Something you got to say after the bathroom now. Something I have to say. I hear you saying, I hear, I hear. I, I, you're right, or whatever it is to get out of it. And she say you said that yesterday. Doesn't matter. Make that peace. Calm things down. Whatever it is, there's ways to do it. After a while, you get a little technique. A little bit, you know, your husband just needs that little something. That little, sometimes, be food or whatever. My wife needs a little something. And someone recently, they were very busy in their lives. They finally took a day off, husband and wife. You can imagine, an older couple. They went on a little canoe. And they went in front of these people who charcoal pictures. Goofy as can be, it seems. Went out for pizza. They were happy as a lark. The lady was first of all in heaven. And the husband also was not oh, ah, well look at this, I have a lady. They both they both enjoy these moments are necessary for everybody. But don't wait till the time that you have to pull out and post uh, cost you a lot of money. Do it now, every time, all the time. That's why uh, the because soon as you you don't create peace as soon as possible, the argument, the emotions <clears throat> becomes a reality and, and goes on. Instead of trying to get rid of it as soon as possible, yes, yeah, your mentor, yes, yeah, your rabbi, she should do the same thing. Just to get rid of it, all of a sudden, you'll get back to regular again. 
be realistic, expect the unexpected, there's going to be arguing once in a while, and you'll get over it. And second thing is the routine. Get back to those routines. Don't forget you're still going out Tuesday nights. And make peace as soon as possible. Because then you're utilizing your time correctly. You say, you know what it means to prevent an argument? It says a hundred troubles will pass you by. You know what I'm saying? You're getting mitzvahs and you're getting chayim. And then all of a sudden people will see and imitate you giving them life. And again, you're seeing the greatness of your wife and your husband. It's big, big. And then again, you need what you need to say. You hear what you have to hear. And you see what you have to see. Think, think. You need, you don't need a lot of these things that we're looking at and that we're, we're listening to and we're saying. And it's part of building up. We're creating our own Yates of Hearts. There's no doubt about it. The more you're on your phone all the time and you're hearing things all the time that you don't really have to need to hear, you get used to it. And then the needs are other hearings are not so good. I remember a military story once, I think. A woman was 50, 60 years old and needed an operation, a tumor in the head. And the operation came out very well. But during the operation, they touched on something. She was singing opera, Italian opera. And all the children heard of it and they said, Mommy, how? Mommy, you never listen to Italian opera. I don't remember. I never did. Oh, she said, when I was five years old, I walked by one of these you know, Central Park uh, concerts and she heard an Italian singer. Hear that? Everything you hear is forever, everybody. And if you keep hearing and hearing and hearing, you have to hear, you're going to hear things you shouldn't hear. And you're looking and looking, everyone comes in the room, you stand up, you look, you look, you look, you look, everything you have to be aware of. And so all of a sudden you're looking at things you shouldn't look at. And same with speaking, 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 just same thing. But instead, you say to yourself, what I need to see, I'm going to look up when I have to look up, when I need to hear. I have to let like, things pass by sometimes. I need to hear, I'll hear. And I need to say, these are all parts. And we can go further a little bit of commandment of the encouragement part. This is big, 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 big. There's so many ways to look for the good in people. You start working on it, you become a much happier person. Because after all, almost everyone you see, you can start picking out good. So the rub called it loyalty. To have loyalty. My husband is the best chazan. My wife's the best cook. And these encouraging statements, we have no idea. I know someone who made his wife because she was a great cook anyway. But he would say it loud at the Shabbos table and loud at anyone who was sitting there. After a while, I would ask on Sunday, what are you making next Shabbos? And it became like a, a protein and the fish and the chicken and all these desserts and salads became... And the woman became like a rebel. She felt so happy and the whole life became stronger. You know what it means to be loyal to your mate instead of looking and complaining? You don't do this, why you do this, you forgot this, you forgot that. As of all, it's a test to you anyway. Shem sending the test. These reactions are not passing the test, that's for sure. So the question is, you have to know how to do what to do. That's why we keep saying, I say, look, a rav. That's why everyone, 
tell your rabbi and your shuls and your shivas, yeshivas and be Yaakov principles. We have to start a program before marriage, during the first years of marriage, and then forever. And a lot of this stuff we can really clear up. If a person is happy with himself, he's going full steam ahead, utilizing the time and seeing the cup very, very full with your mate and the people around you. And to control the talk, the talk, the talk, the positive, constructive talk. So what do you need to say every day? A compliment that's constructive to your wife and husband. And it has to be an emistical compliment. Start today. Start today and then tomorrow again. After a while, you're going to say, you'll have two, three things to say. You can say all those two, three things. And all of a sudden, she's going to hear. Beginning, she's going to think you want something. Who knows what she's going to think? Don't worry about it. Constructive encouragement is so important. And then what happens in front of others too? People try to say, oh, how can you let your wife do this? How can husband? Whoa, 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 my husband, you know how hard he works. You know he's really trying. You know who he really is. You know my wife. You might see, you know, this and this and this. But you know what she does day until night? And, and you'll, there'll be a tip of your lips. There'll tip of your lips. And the truth of the matter is, when they start saying things negative, you say, listen, I end this. I really can't listen to this. Seems a little awkward. You mean, I, I can't talk about your husband, your wife? That's right, you can't. <laughs> so, it's okay to stick up one's, one's husband, one's wife. It might be a little, uh, seems old-fashioned, but do it anyway. You're getting all in my buff for such a thing. So, being loyal is... Uh, that's a tremendous, tremendous thing. And a person need to say, let's go need to say the constructive positive things. Because the constructive talking things that you need to see, you need to see. And then if you think about the constructive positive things you need to hear, so you see how nice she is with the children. On the phone, how she answers, how she makes supper. So you're looking at what you look at. You're hearing what you hear is saying nice things. And all of a sudden, when you say something, you have so many things at your fingertips to say. Because you're practicing looking at the right things. We need to look at her. What about the other things? You, you, you'll see them anyway. And if you can change anything, it's only through, through being a good model anyway most of the time. Well, like you say, I say, look around. But this is, uh, this is it. So we begin the process of a very constructive preparation for Rosh Hashanah. Where we have the same postures, very much the same before El, during, we see Aschanan talks about the speech, Akiv goes with the Shmid listening, right, with the sing. So as we view a little bit, the first mentioned it was a Mavaya, it was cut short. And they said the ones who cut it short are going to be cut, cut short in their life. They cut short lives. What do you mean? Because at Leviah, they expound the greatness, the person who Shem gave them time. Giving life is good too, of course. But giving life is a lot of people wasting in life, but giving time. Shem gave these people time, and they utilized their time, and we're talking about their time and how they utilized their time. And everyone's encouraged now. I'm going to be like him. I'm going to be like her. So by cutting it, you're cutting that the nifter 
And if it was not giving his time, he utilized it to the other person, the people listen how they can utilize their time. But now they didn't hear it. So therefore, they cut them other people out of their own time, their own chayim, where they could have gained. So that's what they say to people who are speaking, cut, cut off life. So remember, Shem gave you time. Gave you time, gave you time. And so I think we mentioned the two wives story. The wives passed away, and the, the husband is the husband. I bet you feel bad for me. He goes, no, I don't ask Hashem why he did this. I ask Hashem why I was married to two great ladies. So start that, everybody. A process. Remember, the process of Vodas Hashem over your days. process of Pan Bechelko. They realize, look what Hashem has given to me. What would I be without? What would I be 20 years, 30 years? Who think I have anything what I want? But our priorities are just so confused. And we're so mixed up and not being happy and expecting things, but forgetting the greatness of having a wife, a husband, children, friends, Torah, 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 Torah. So go over, go over, go over it. Think of the marriage you have to have. And the last thing we mentioned is to fight the Yitzhar, you got to go beyond the Yitzhar. Make a habit out of Seeing what you need to see. You don't look up when you hear a beep. You don't look up when someone comes in the room. You just when someone comes into the store. You don't have to look up. Not every, most people don't come in for you anyway. And all of a sudden, you need what you need to see. So then you're going above a habit. So then the things that are forced down your throat, the fight, the head and hand combat, hand hand combat with it, it's all right. It will. You'll be walking beyond it because you'll have a habit of not looking mostly all together unless the things you need to look at. Same with Debor. You'll control, you'll see, you'll start saying things. You say, wow, you start catching yourself. What you need to say is to say. You don't need to say it, don't say it. And start off with encouragement, amistic encouragement. It's a good way to start. And need what you need to <clears throat> hear. You have to hear everything on your cell phone, hear everything around you. And all of a sudden, if you don't, you only need what you need to hear, you'll see. Hashem's gonna put, you're going to hear mostly good things. You'll be in control. And seeing, seeing the things around. Seeing, seeing things around. So if you don't see the things you shouldn't see, you only see what you need to see, you only hear what you hear, need to hear, you only say what you need to say. Now, now we're going into the new year. Prepare, prepare with a list of all our blessings. Hashem should hear the thank yous and thank yous. And then prepare that our time is urgent and important. The peer prepare how to control one's sight, one's ears, one's speech. And we all everyone <clears throat> to a happy and healthy, successful year. And again, in the schus of our little talk today, hopefully, if you need your fools or someone, think you need your fools, you should have fools, shalemas, and Yeshua shalema, the person who needs Yeshua's, needs panasa. Children, health, that means health, everyone should have good health. So think about it now. It should all be in the schluss of that. And the children going to the right yeshivas and the right places and everyone go on the derech. And the shaduchim should come quickly to everybody who needs and wants. And marriages too. Get that mentor before and after and during marriage. That's it. Shabbat bless everyone. Aslochah and everything. In Ruchlius and Gavshis. <coughs> And see you on Gripe is 718-339-6020. That's 347, also 563-0951.
one and it's www.jbradio.com everyone has to have a slow harabba and everything rook and these and gashmis